Sunday, November 26th, and the Dome Foamers podcast is back, episode 3-0. I'm your host, Christian Kruger, and as always, I'm here with Neil Mieski and Brian Dorton, and we are just lifelong Astros fans who love to talk about the Astros and college football. So, boys, let's go. All right, so we've been doing this podcast since our first one. Episode one was published May 1st, and for the first time, we took the holiday off um, from travel, for, for friends and family, so happy Thanksgiving, everyone. I hope they enjoyed it. hope you got to spend time with your families, and here we are. We're back with episode 30. Boys, it's good to see us back on the podcast. How's everyone doing? Man, All good, man. Happy, stuffed. happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. Stuffed like a turkey. <laughs> well, good. I hope you guys used some Two Gringos as our title mm-hmm. sponsor. Two Gringos is giving away the fan favorites pack every week. So we will have something on social media. But you can find the fan favorites pack that has five different seasons and rubbing alls at Two Gringos dot com that's the number two uh, i'm sorry two gringos chupacabra.com that's the number two gringos chupacabra.com and if you go there you can use the code dome 15 for 15 percent off so they know you're listening to the podcast and you can be in a drawing uh, and selection for the fan favorites pack and even if you don't get it you can go there and use some stocking stuffers and so forth they've got great stuff there you can find them at your local grocery store and so forth, but shop online um, and, and support the good people there that are a title sponsor. All right. We're going to talk first a little, just some Astros rumors that are out there in a downtime. And then we're going to move on to college football. So um, I know we stated a couple of weeks ago that, you know, Jake Myers was probably going to be on the block. Well, he is on the block. I wouldn't expect um, there to be anything until January or February when free agent signings happen and people realize they need a center fielder. I think the Astros will go after arms for that, probably bullpen arms. So, I mean, I think that's a pretty safe bet. We predicted that on this podcast two, three weeks ago. Not a shock. Um, There is some other rumors out there of, look, some things have legs on, on the internet. Some things don't. Most things don't. Um, and as we were getting on to record this podcast, you know, the, we were talking about the Bregman to the Yankees, uh, rumor out there because he has one year control. The Astros are not trading Bregman to the Yankees in my opinion. That's just not going to happen. Um, I mean, they would have to have the sweetest of sweet deals and the issue more than that, the fact that it's the Yankees is the Astros have no one in their farm system to yeah. play third base who's who's, who's stepping up there nobody nobody right. there's no one yeah. ready and, and not to mention the fact that we are in line to to compete again for american league championship sure. slash world series and there there's no <laughs> there's no better person historically than than bregman with the astros through through all of it that's you know uh, been a been a major piece to it, so I just don't see that that thing has any validity whatsoever. 
not at this point. Now, if we get midseason and and things aren't going very well and we're we're not in contention, could we trade Bregman to at least get something for him? Since odds are we're not going to sign him, possible, possible. Yeah, that's possible. I, I mean, I'm not saying that's likely, but uh, you know, we've seen a lot of talent walk away and get nothing in return. Well, it's because we're always in contention. You know, I mean, you, you go back to, to Springer and, and Cole and, and Correa. We're not getting anything, and they're walking out the door. And we're not getting anything other than banners. Yeah. And so you're not you're not trading those guys at that time. So, again, if I, I don't see any chance that any of that is true. Well, yeah. Yeah, so that's, that's <laughs> all. I'm not – I don't think it's that far-fetched to explore trading him. Because of our payroll situation, he would immediately knock off $29 million. I just don't think it's going to be potentially. Well, no, this year is $29 million. I'm saying, like, it doesn't mean that we would lose $29 sure, million. Sure. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, pay some of it. Yeah, but it would be payroll relief. But it, would, sure. it, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be the Yankees because we're just not going to help them. But it would be to someone that has a third baseman in their farm that's ready to go. Right. That would have to be a trade piece, and I don't know who that is. Um, you know, it would have to be someone that's got a, a stud third baseman right now um, and that has someone in waiting that, you know, that's kind of blocked. And right. I, mean, I don't know all the, all the teams. I will say when I did see that rumor, I immediately thought of the Orioles because they have payroll. Uh, they have – tons of payroll options, you know, room, I should say. And they have a ton of prospects. Now they got a bunch of guys that can play short, second and third. So I don't know. It would be someone that they probably think would be blocked eventually, but I don't have all those names. Yeah. Um, yeah. God, I'd hate that. I'm, yeah. You don't want to help them out either. Like, yeah. Like, like if, if you do trade them, it's probably to a national league team that has a third baseman ready to go. Right. Um, yeah. But, I don't see that happening. I just don't. Um, but it, that's kind of, you know, two weeks ago we talked about cr- creativity. They're going to have to get creative on the payroll. They're just going to have to. Um, yeah, I agree. To have room. Is there any other Astros-related topics in this downtime of the offseason that uh, y'all want to bring up? I mean, nothing, nothing that aren't just straight rumors, you know? Okay. Um Let's move on to, you know, it's it's the hot topic. It's college football. We've got championship week, and uh, we've got content, and that is um, this weekend. And recording this on a Sunday night, it has been um, reported by almost everybody that Mike Elko will be the new A and M football coach. Yeah, this is after last night. Everyone almost reporting that Mark Stoops was going <laughs> to be the A and M football coach. Um, it's my un- debacle. Yeah, it's my understanding that Ross Bjork, the AD, went rogue, and uh, his buddies are, are close friends with Mark Stoops. He took it back to the boosters and board of regents, and they said, "The hell you are! <laughs> um, that's not going to happen." And that was leaked, and there was outrage. Which honestly, I, I kind of, I kind. Of, Mark Stoops is a, no, that's not a fit. 
He was 35 and 55 in the SEC. So people are going to say Elko doesn't have the skins on the wall. He doesn't, but he's done a good job at Duke. He's been at A&M, was a hell of a D.C. at A&M. Um, he's an up-and-comer. He knows the landscape. He knows the AD. He knows the A&M way that they do things. He's probably going to keep Elijah Robinson, the inter- interim head coach, who's a hell of a recruiter. Yep. Um, I think his I think his coaching development can be in question, but recruiting cannot. Um, and the players love him. It makes total sense. I think three weeks ago when this came down, or two weeks ago with Jimbo, I think we said that it was probably going to be Elko or Trailer. And here we are with Elk Oaks. It makes sense. So I'm going to go to our resident Aggie first. I was just trying to under, have everyone let know what the landscape is right now currently, and then we'll talk about some other things. But, Dorton, how do you feel about everything that yeah, went on the last 24 hours? <laughs> I think you I think you nailed uh, you nailed it all. But, um, man, what, a, what an absolute debacle last night was in terms of uh, Aggie football. I, I've never seen – something blow up so quickly as I did last night, you know, and I think it started with, you know, probably a half dozen or so texts, which then led to, um, you know, a bunch of people sharing, you know, Twitter, uh, anything from Twitter (laughs) with this. And it, it was, you know, like my, my first response was, you've got to be kidding me. Right. How, why are Mike's who Mike Stoops from Kentucky from Kentucky Mark Stoops, Mark, I mean, Stoops. Mark Stoops from Kentucky right yeah. like that was you know I, I watched that game against Louisville yesterday and and uh had them had UK on my pick them but I, <laughs> I don't care about that very yeah. much you know and I certainly don't care that uh that they won and that it was a, it was a heck of a coaching battle battle. Cause it was not. And uh, I don't know there, there, it was entertaining to say the least um, more so this morning, waking up that um, all of it was just a, a big o- oopsie maybe. Yeah. Well, possibly oopsie, but you know, th- these are just absolute, this is absolute conjecture that I've heard or been or that I've read along the lines of uh, what Kruger said about, you know, he, I think this is Bjork going uh, rogue. Also, I think this is a, this, these are boosters and probably some board of regents and um, seats in there that um, accidentally leaked this info. Um, you know, just dang well know, knowing exactly how this is going to end. And it it ended exactly the way they thought it was going to end. And it, frankly, it was the right move. Like got it out into the open as as opposed to, you know, trying to trying to set a deal, you know, under, you know, kind of late at night under the table. Um, I did think that Stoops, his statement was pretty funny. Yeah, um, and it was it was straight up pandering back to, no 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 no, 100%. I, I never never wanted no yeah. never wanted to do that. He never was, wanted he, to make that happen. He was booking flight itinerary to College Station. I I think I've I have a feeling he sent those texts in the air. 
as it was yeah. Yeah. <laughs> turning around. I mean, basketball school, you know, they do pay him well, which is a little interesting, yeah. which yeah. it'll be interesting to see what comes out with Elko. But, um, yeah, that was – no. He, look, I'm not – by no means am I an A&M expert. Uh, you know, you, everything filters through social media and people we know and so forth. Um, <laughs> Ross York's job is on the line. Like, There's, yeah, like if he, he if he if he doesn't already have his bags packed, he yeah. probably should just to make sure that he doesn't leave anything behind. And there's one person that can save him, and that's Mike Elko. That's yeah. the only person that can save him. Yeah. Um, because right or wrong, he, he he'll be tagged with his hire, and um, well, I mean, he is the AD, so he should. But well, enough about that. I mean, I I don't know, man. There's times I hear Bjork speak. I'm like, man, yeah, I like that. And there's he times I hear speak. It. I'm like, there's times I hear speak. I'm like, dude, you're so far out of left field. Like what? Yeah. Again, that's that that's that that's the role. Um, the it's obviously he, he got put in his place. And my only, my only, my only question for you, Dorton, is it seems like this could have been done two weeks, two weeks ago. ago. Yeah. So the end all be all is, I, I mean, again, unless some other terrible curveball comes in the middle of tonight, um, right? You know, I think that I think that Elko is the right call. I mean, he's. I think he's an incredible coach. I think he's. I mean, I, I think after. After the Miami game, I was immediately all on board the Mike Elko train. Uh, at some point, I didn't think it was going to be right now, but at right some now. point, like let's let's get him back. Let's let's insert him into the to the HC position and let's build around it. So, is there I, is there anybody that you would have preferred? Over. No, he was he was my number. He, I mean, what, not that I have any say over it, but he was my number one, and has been for for some well, time. Well, and to 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 to, he was. I think he's the right fit because he's been there and he was successful there as the DC. The problem is, is everyone and look, this happened with Texas three years ago, and we'll get into that. There's a there's this wish list out there. Most of the time, those guys just need to be scratched off. There's either too costly. They're not leaving. They're going to leverage that for more money where they are. I mean, right. like the Dan Lanning thing was a complete joke. He was never no, leaving. No, Oregon no, was, was never going. Yeah. So, from realistic candidates, I mean, again, we said it: Elko or Trailer. And Elko's a little, in my opinion, has more experience at the at, at the DC level, and then at Duke. Um, I think Trailer is is a, is a hell of a football coach. Obviously, you know, with my ties, you know, to Texas high school football coaches, and ne- and you know Neil being Texas high school football coach, he was going to recruit his butt off. But it's just not as important as it used to be with NIL. And yeah. Elko knows that landscape. Um, look, he's got to prove things too, just like what went on in Austin. Yeah, I mean, everyone loved the Sark hire, but he still had to prove himself. And frankly, there's no trophy case that's been filled yet. That starts next Saturday. So we'll get in that in a minute. But, you know, I think it's a safe hire. I think it's the right move. Um, 
And that's just for me being an outsider. It just makes a love, ton of sense. I love that. I love that. E, you know, the idea of E-Rob coming right back into the, and being in the defensive coordinator role and like, well, he's going to be the demon. Uh, he's going to be the defensive coordinator in name only for the promotion. Well, yeah. I mean, Elko's going to be the call in the play. Elko but, is, is the guy, but is, yeah, they're well, keeping him for how, recruiting and to, and to keep the portal, keep the defensive side from hitting the portal. But the fact that we're not dismissing him outright yeah. is, I think, is is the move, is the right move. Yep. Yeah. And, so and you, do, would you think there is a majority of, of Aggie fans that are, are are good with this? Or do you think that there's a, a good contingent that is – I mean, because, again, I, I'm sitting here saying this is – one of the top jobs in the SEC. Now that yep. may be a stretch, but this is a legitimate. I mean, all the bells and whistles are there. You bet. I mean, who else? But I mean, like, are you talking about getting a big name, right? Like, I'm just saying. Like, I'm asking, else. They're, like, is, in my but opinion, are the Aggie, but are the Aggie faithful? I mean, are are they are they good with this? Do you think that most of the Aggies are saying this is the best thing? I mean, we're excited. I mean, because when, when when you go back to when they hired Jimbo Fisher, there was a lot of, I mean, holy crap, you know, we've mm-hmm. got Jimbo Fisher coming here. Yeah. It's not the buzz of Elko. Yeah. But I'm, so that's what I'm asking. Uh, how do the, how does the normal Aggie fan feel about this? Uh, I mean, I think the normal, depending on how long they've been an Aggie fan, they're, they're so, shell-shocked from the 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 whiplash of back and forth that they they're whatever anything's better than what we've been doing so let's uh i can't let's change it up i can't stand and neil you're you make you make a great point i can't stand that buzz stuff that because you know what that buzz stuff means you're paying not 76 dang, million dollars. Not a damn <laughs> thing. Yeah, how'd that work out for him? I know. Go, mm-hmm. go, 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 go get a fit. Go get a coach, a ball coach. Go get someone that's going to galvanize the student athletes there and the fan base. Um, I don't, you know, we said this before we started the podcast. I think it's a good move. I'm not going to tag great or horrible because we don't know until we know. Sure. I do think it's a, I do think it's a good move. And, and it could be in his biggest be his biggest hire, years. sure. And his biggest hire, keeping you know after keeping Elijah Robinson there, is who his OC is going to be. Mm-hmm. Because he's I'm not going to have anything to do with it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm it's just it's that. just what happened in Austin three years ago, but reversed. Yeah, I was like, oh, Sark. I kind of like what he does. I like the fact he's been in Bama. I like the fact he's been in the NFL. Um, he's got experience at Washington, USC. He had his demons, right? So. There's some questions there, but guess what? Tell me who the DC is going to be. <laughs> like, mm-hmm, right. I understand. I, I felt like the offense is going to be okay. Just like I, the defense is going to be really good at AM. It's going to be good because Elko's a it's good defensive coach. It's really about who his offensive coordinator is going to be now. Um, yeah. And I think, so, I mean, yeah. Neil, you I, know, I'm, it's, it's so much on these, so much on these deals is about fit. It's yeah. not, it's fit. And and I think and if, fit. if you can get a yeah and if you can get a guy that's grounded and you know hungry and 
uh, I mean, that's that's all everything you're saying is the fit because, and again, Jimbo, I don't know. I mean, there's probably a laundry list of things that didn't work out or why they didn't work out, but, you know, th- this is this just has such a different feel, and that's what I was trying to gauge from, with, with you, Brian. Just it's yeah. so different than the last one, and yeah. the last one obviously didn't pan out the way everybody wanted. And so, why not? Why not? You know, go with the guy that it has some familiarity, has some experience, uh, albeit at Duke. But I mean, and, and you're talking about leading a Duke program versus leading Texas A&M, two different worlds, obviously. Yep. Um, absolutely. But there's some familiarity in College Station, and, yep, absolutely. and may, maybe maybe at that point this is what they're looking for, and yeah, I mean, I mean, time will tell whether whether this is this is good or not. Yep. And I mean, we'll see. I'm I'm sure we'll see. Um, uh, we'll see a fair amount of portal moves. I mean, Max Max Johnson's sure. already gone, and you know, we'll we'll see a fair amount. But I mean, we were, we were, that was going to happen regardless. I, I think even if they, even if they didn't yep. make a move on Jimbo, I think, I think that was happening. Right. Like people, kid, kids were upset. Players were upset. Like it, it wasn't, it's not, it, things aren't rosy in College yeah. Station, you know, right now. That's what, so, that's what it sounds like. I mean, and you know, you just didn't hear a lot of players up in arms when Jimbo left, or, no. or I didn't, anyways. No, you know, there wasn't no. there wasn't a lot of, you know, Mm-mm. what's going on? That's the wrong move, that kind of stuff. So there was a lot uh, of defiance when he left. You know, sure, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna do X, Y, and Z in defiance of, right? This so guy that th- we that's fans. You of. can. Real quick, and then we'll move on to the next, some other coaching stuff, coaching firings and hirings. Can you imagine the pressure on Elko this time next year when it's yeah. Texas rolling into Kyle Field? Yeah. I mean, just just the pressure yeah. that's on that guy. I mean, <laughs> that dude, that – please make that a night game. Please. On uh, Thursday, I don't know. please. On Thursday, please. Well, yeah, that's how it used to be, right? I was talking about, you know, being home Thanksgiving. I was talking to my dad. My dad, you know, before our time, because I remember going that game on Thursday night, and then I remember going that game on Fridays, right? Before mm-hmm. our time, it was on Thursday day. My dad used to go to that game with his dad, and it was Thursday during the in the afternoon. I was like, hmm. what? He's like, oh, yeah. Because I remember, I remember being in DKR. I remember being in Kyle Field. At, on Thursday nights, I remember Thursday. one time in D, I remember one time in DKR it was sleeting. I remember one time I don't know how it was in Kyle Field, and it was basically small snowflakes coming down. Now yeah. I don't know if we'll ever see that again. Uh, I've also been in those both those places when it's been four thousand degrees, but 80, eighty-five degrees. Yeah, Thanksgiving but I mean, I, I would love to bump the egg bowl out of there, Dorton, like you said, and make it Thanksgiving night. It just seems right. I mean, there's a whole generation that's never even seen it on not, uh, not much less the game, but not it being on Thanksgiving night. I remember Ron, when I didn't, when we didn't go to the games, I remember Ron Franklin calling the game on ESPN Thanksgiving night. Um, yeah. I mean, we, you know, this past week watching all of these rivalry games, 
and, and that's all I can think of is next year. How, how just the this, this, this state of Texas. It's just different. It's just oh diff- rivalry games are just different. It's not yeah. A&M playing Missouri. It's not right. Texas playing Iowa State. It's just different. Yeah. And there's not a bigger state, as we well know, in this state. And I cannot – that game is going to – oh, my gosh. It's going to be magnificent. I cannot wait. Yeah, the place will, Kyle, Kyle Field will be exploding. Explosive. Oh, for sure. For sure. What a, what a wild, right. fun atmosphere. Yeah, I will. I cannot wait. It, all right, let's, let's move on to a couple tidbits. So – um, for our the UH Cougs out there, since we have a you know an Astros podcast following, they get rid of Dana Holgerson. Uh, I have no oh ties here other than thank God it was time. Oh um, yeah. It this was reported earlier. I, I so I'm not going to try to act like I'm stealing this. I saw this on foot, football scoop, but I did immediately think of this when he was fired. They should hire Gary Patterson yesterday. I mean, talk about someone that doesn't necessarily need to make it a stepping stone job like the past seven coaches have. He would probably be content and happy there, and he's a hell of a ball coach. So I don't know if that's where they're going to go. Football Scoop did say that he's in the running. Um, I've also seen Trailer in the running yep, there. Sure. I just don't think he's going to take that job. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure it's better right now. No. I know. I'm not sure. I mean, the history, yes, but time will tell. You know, another thing about Gary Patterson other than being a ball coach is guess what? How many, guess what his buyout is for the school that he's playing uh, coaching at? Zero. <laughs> zero point zero. He's just someone that would be. He would at least get them respectable. He would. Correct. Um, and they would, and he would. After a year or two, he would beat people that he he just that's what he that's his history. He beats people he's not supposed to. Yeah, I've seen it plenty. Yes. I don't know. We'll see. I agree. Um, supposedly Neil's wearing his his pride and joy Texas State shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, supposedly GJ Kenny has got them bowl eligible, and Ooh. supposedly he wants the Baylor job. And that's because his dad mm-hmm. played at Baylor. Oh, yep. And, Baylor's Baylor's staying with Aranda for one more year, firing their coordinators again. That's that's not going to end well. So no. I could see that I could see that going that direction. But he's done a really good job at Texas State. My oldest went to the Texas State game last night because they got to run out before the game as a kind of a community cool. deal. So that was they invited that's all awesome. the area all the area middle school kids to come. That was pretty cool. Um. So that's all. I mean, uh, Jeff Levy, who is Art Briles' son-in-law, who was the offensive coordinator at OU, is going to be the next head coach at Mississippi State. Yeah, they offloaded um, some uh, liability there. Mm-hmm. And Mississippi State just doesn't care. So <laughs> it'll be interesting um, to see what OU does there. And then – You're right. They don't care. <laughs> no, they do not. Whatever. Um Next, <laughs> I, you know, uh, it, I think it's kind of unfortunate that Michigan State hires who I think is a good football coach from his alma mater yeah. because they have no conference and Michigan State does. 
that's kind of the state of college football we're at, where the guy's right. uses all water to go to the Big Ten. But I think it is a good hire. Jonathan Smith is that is that guy's name. Anything else out there that uh, y'all want to discuss before we kind of talk playoff scenarios? Not coaching wise, but I think we hit hit the highlights. Obviously, A and M being the big one, which will again yeah. possibly wrap up tomorrow, and then see what U of H does for sure. I hope so. Those will be interesting. Yeah, and and, and, and U of H, I mean, when when they're good, it's it's better, you know. So, not necessarily a U of H, you know, fan per se, but, um, you know, it, it's good for the for the town of Houston when when U of H mm-hmm. is rolling. You well, bet. they've been trying to get they've been trying to get in the Big Twelve for fifteen years, and um, congratulations, you and four and eight. Yeah, yeah. So. They, you know, they need to they need to find someone that's going to stay there, um, and that's going to same thing, you know, on a smaller scale, galvanize the players, galvanize the fan base, find a way to. You don't have to go far for recruits. You don't have no. to compete against a and M in Texas for players. Yeah. You need to compete against the Baylor's and TCU's and Techs, and and there's a ton of talent. In a thirty-mile oh, radius around, they don't place. have to go far. They don't have to no. go far to compete. No, I, I agree. Yeah. And the money, you know, the NIL. Uh, yep. I mean, there, there's endless opportunities in Houston. For God's sake, there's. I mean, what oh, is it? Yeah. The fifth largest city in the nation. There should be there should be quality football there. So, I agree. Um, all right, so let's transition to play playoff scenarios. So as we see going into championship week, you've got Georgia, um, uh, Michigan, uh, beat Ohio State. What a game. Mm. Yeah, it was a good game. game. Yeah. Um, you've got Florida State who survived, does not look good with their backup quarterback. Mm-mm. No, they don't. Um, Washington and Oregon play each other. They played previously, uh, and uh, and Washington survived and beat them at home. Now they play in the Pac-12 championship, the last game of the Pac-12 ever, and it's two teams that look in different. You know, everyone's assuming Oregon's going to just smoke them. I I would I'd be I'd be careful. Um, I think Oregon's playing really well, but Washington is not. Washington's for real. And uh, they are just like just like Oregon. Washington's got a real is, has got a ball coach too. Two great. I think it's interesting. You got two six year five, fifth and six year quarterbacks playing. That means mean, makes a difference. That'll be a great game. Huge. I'm not so sure. I would say Oregon's going to run away with that. And then you have um, you have Louisville playing Florida State with their backup in the ACC. Then you have um, Oklahoma State surviving against a bad bad BYU team. To keep OU out of the championship game to play Texas, who's eleven and one, unbelievable. That game was, was that game. That game was unbelievable too. That game was nuts. <laughs> there was some great. There was some great football yesterday. Um, so championship championship week's going to be fun. So thoughts here. Let me give you my first most likely scenario. I think you're going to see Georgia. Beat Alabama. I think you're going to see 
uh, Michigan obviously roll over Iowa. Over, yeah, I, ter- I mean, div- divisions, whatever. I think Oregon and Washington is going to be a better game than people think. However, I think the winner will be in. Um, I think the game to watch will be Florida State with their backup quarterback versus Louisville. Mm. I just don't think Florida State can generate the offense that they could previously. I think it'll be a close game. It can go either way. And then I think you're going to have Texas versus Oklahoma State. And if if Texas shows up, which I think they will, I think they understand what's in front of them, I think they're going to take care of Oklahoma State. It might be close for a while. Again, Gundy Gundy can pull off magic. He's done it before. Yeah. However, I I think this is a pretty focused Texas team. I I took my oldest to the game against Tech, and that was just a massacre. Um, Yeah. That was Jeez. it. Could have been. It could have been way worse, honestly. Um, so, if Florida State, so my question is, if Florida State wins, they're undefeated, right? They're they're in. Then, if Oregon wins, they have one loss. They avenge the loss that they had earlier in the year to Washington. And then you have Texas if they win with one loss. Now. For the entire time, Oregon has been ahead of Texas in the poll in, in the college football polls. My question is: is criteria, and again, the new poll comes out Tuesday. Criteria says conference championships is number one. Head to head is number two. Common opponents is number three. So Oregon and Texas would both be conference champions. They did not play each other. Common opponents, Texas Tech. Thoughts? <sighs> I do they even Good go luck. by do they yeah, I don't I'm, I this is why my thoughts, real thoughts are we should go to 12 teams and not have to worry about this debate anymore. How about that? Yeah. So um, you're, uh, you're right. Yeah. I, I, so, don't I, I don't know. I mean, Georgia's, I'm sorry, Oregon. I mean, it, it's a guess. It's a guess. It's not even a I guess. Mean, you're, you're, you're trying to be like, you're trying to read the future me, of what these dudes are going to be right. in their in their mind. What's let in me, their mind when they meet in Dallas? You know. Let me try weeks. to let me let me try to say what we know. They have had Oregon ahead of Texas, right, the whole time. Now there is a new thing out Tuesday, but Oregon didn't lose, so. Um. Strength of schedule favors Texas, which is, by the way, not in the top three things they look at, but it does significantly favor Texas. However, Oregon could avenge their only loss, which would be to Washington. And the common opponent is Texas Tech. 38-30, early in the year, week two, sure. Oregon beat Tech. Texas, two days ago, beat Tech 
57-7, and it could have been 80-7. to So yeah. those are all factual. I mean, there's, there's no bias there. That's all factual things that happened. If you took the names off, you know, because obviously I, I prefer Texas over Oregon uh, or any Pac-12 team for that matter. If you take the names off and, and you do what you're saying, well, then Texas should be ahead of them. But why aren't they up to this point? Because they because value Washington's 13, loss 13 yeah. more than they value Oklahoma. Which, which Washington's loss is a better loss than sure. Oklahoma's. So at that point in time, there, there's some sort of reasoning and saying, okay, between Texas and, and Oregon, that combination, they're saying, okay, Oregon's better. So does the Texas Tech game, is that the thing? Is that the kicker in the in the whole thing? We'll find out Tuesday. I, I know. Uh, let me ask you this. Do you all see any, and this is off the grid a little bit, is there any way Ohio State makes it in? No. Unless there's massive chaos, but no. Okay. Because so because I, number one number one criteria by this committee is conference championships. Right. So I I don't think so either. I mean I mean unless Florida State were to lose. Sure. But that, I got one that, for you. That could crack the door. But so let me ask you this though. Do you think who's the better team? Do you think Ohio State, Texas, or Oregon? If you put those three in a pot, which which one of those three teams are better? Because you're saying the same thing. I, I mean, I get you're not winning your conference, which which means everything. But Ohio I think State, Oregon, I think Oregon and Texas beat Ohio State. Really? I do. Yeah. I don't think Oregon does, but yeah, that's fair. I mean, we all have our opinions, right? Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, but again, I mean, until they line up, I, I just watched. I just watched that game, and if Michigan's the best team in the nation, Ohio State is in Michigan and um, down to the last down to the last drive, and and you know, it's not like they were smoked. So this is my take on that. That's a good point, and I, and I do want to. I want to do talk about something about Florida State. I think Michigan's really good. Mm-hmm. My issue with Michigan and Ohio State, for that matter, is they don't play anyone outside the Big Ten. And the Big Ten is such a muddied, run, big, tough guys, slow-paced game. I, I like... Like, if you told me right now, I'll take Florida State out because they have the backup quarterback, which that's what I'll get into here in a minute. Of the teams that are likely to be in the playoff, as a Texas fan, who would you want to play between Georgia, Oregon, Michigan? You know who I'm taking for Texas? Oregon. Oregon. I'm taking Oregon, too. You're saying Michigan. I'm saying Michigan. Michigan is the best matchup for Texas. So because because the, Texas has two dudes 
a defensive tackle that will control that run game. And I'm not convinced Michigan can throw enough on Texas. Oregon can spread Texas out and and I just think Georgia's the best team talent wise, right? Right. I mean if yeah. you told me if you if you told oh, yeah. me right now, Christian, you get you get a you get a pick between those three, I'm taking Michigan for Texas all day round one. All day. Well and, and- and to bolster your case there, see last year TCU. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. I mean, so Michigan, I Michigan doesn't see a spread. Like Texas would spread them out, their defense, and let the athletes. Texas is faster than Michigan. Yeah. Michigan pound for pound in the deep in the offensive line. See, that's the thing about their offensive line. It gets neutralized by the two best defensive tackles in the country. It, it would be uh, it'd be fun to watch. Yeah, it would. Yeah. <laughs> it would. I, I I feel as though it it's almost impossible. And I don't. Again, we are we are literally trying to see into the future of what these guys are going to say. But I mean, like there is, and I want to say this without putting a Homer hat on. <laughs> like, but yeah, because I'm about I'm about to do the same thing, Jordan. I'm about to ask yeah, because I've, I've I, I will say this: like, I've watched these Texas games, and I've I've enjoyed. They're great. I mean, listen, Texas has a fantastic squad, and they are a good football team most of the time. But let's be real: we are a boneheaded Kansas State play away, sure. and a a a flubbed a possible flubbed uh uh spot call against houston away from i mean not having this conversation at all hold you know? on let me, say, let me say something let me but, add something you're okay you're correct yeah, yeah. but but we're having it but they won no you're no they won you're, you're you're correct that was a game and a half of their backup quarterback correct yeah i mean just i totally understand agree. florida state's feeling this right now right so just yeah. understand the backup quarterback played the whole K State game and half of the UH game. You're you are absolutely right. Yeah. I'm just saying there was backup quarterback stuff. There's a lot of teams that have their backup quarterback that do not survive those games. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But I mean good point. Your starter played against OU. Mm-hmm. So I mean it it's not all backup. No. I mean but but the Al- backup, Alabama when... starter Alabama starter played at home against Texas. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, like, like you can do this. We can all do this long. all Here, day. Yeah. yeah. Here's my question. Here's my question for you. I'm gonna take my homer hat off. Let's say Florida State wins, squeaks out Louisville, or wins by a one score, seven, three, whatever. They win. How many people in this country want to see Florida State and their backup quarterback versus Georgia? Right. Well, and and. I agree. You're you're on what mm-hmm. I was going to bring up. Is Florida State one of the best four teams in the country? Which that's doesn't always make. That's not what the the college football playoffs. That's not what are. the question is. Yeah. Yeah. You know. I mean, it's it, the top. The best four don't always make it there. Which is utter nonsense. But which is yeah. a yes, little nonsense. annoying. It's annoying, but there's also. I mean, you could say that about the NFL playoffs. You could say that about Major League yeah. Baseball playoffs. I mean, 
they just maybe have met in the whatever semifinal. But do you know what Georgia will do to Florida State? Uh, eat their children. Yeah, I think it's going to be a... I mean, oh, it would be so bad. And I'm not saying they wouldn't do that against Texas, but at least Texas have a starting quarterback. And, you know, well, the one thing, the one thing that tech, the one thing that Texas has proven, is the defensive tackles can control the run game. And if you can stop mm-hmm. the run and make a team one dimensional, sure. you got a shot. You know, yeah. you got a shot. Well, so let's talk to me about some chaos. Let's talk. Let's talk chaos. What what kind of chaos? Or what are the the let's start okay, the let's applications start of some chaos? Let's start with this one. Let's start with Alabama winning. Yep, right. that's where I was going to start first, one. too. There's okay, so one. Alabama. Does Alabama which, by the way, which, which, by the way, very well could happen. Sure. You bet. Sure. All, all bets are off. I mean, <laughs> all bets are stu- off. I mean, this is why. So, I mean, that game yesterday, the Auburn had, I mean, they just didn't want to win. I mean, tell me you don't want to win without telling me you don't want to win. I mean, you had. God. Whatever. What a that's, freaking game. What a game yeah, that's, there. That's a whole podcast in itself. But Good okay, Lord. so out Al, Alabama wins. Is Georgia okay. in? Is is Georgia guaranteed a spot? No. Not this year. Okay. Yeah. Not this be, year. Be, because of not winning their conference. Correct. So now, depends so on whether chaos, Oklahoma depends State on whether okay. chaos happens. If Oklahoma so, yeah, State so, wins. Let's say the worst case scenario, right? Oklahoma State wins, uh, Florida State loses, and whatever. Oregon, Oregon wins. Okay, hold on, hold on. Let's go one at a time. So Bama wins. Okay. okay. So Bama, if Bama, if yeah, if chaos happens and that's the case, then Bama's in. A one-loss SEC Bama champion is in. Is in a hundred. If Bama wins, they're in. I I agree. Yes. Okay, yep. but now I'm asking about if Georgia sneaks in, if Oklahoma State wins, if Oregon wins, if uh, Florida State loses. Hold on, hold on, hold on. The... So if Oregon wins, I think they're in. Okay, not saying they should be, but they're in. Who's in? Okay, if Oregon, Oregon. wins, if Oregon wins, Oregon is in. Yes. Okay. okay. So you got Al- yeah, you got Alabama, you got Oregon in. Regardless mm-hmm. of the anything. No, but Bama winning, I think they're in. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's not let's not talk about Iowa winning because it ain't gonna happen. That, I mean no. No. Of course, no, 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 no. There's no shot. Okay. So Mich- so Michigan's in. Right. Okay, so Texas is out because they lost Oklahoma State. Florida State's out, they lost. Okay, so you're saying Florida State lost, then Georgia. So this then. is just all, yeah, Georgia's then Georgia over right. over Louisville for sure. Yeah. Well, no, Louisville's two sure. losses. They they're, they're not in. And 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 Oklahoma State has three losses, right? Yeah, they're not in. No, they're not in. But it's Georgia. But, so I it's, take Georgia. I take Georgia over Ohio State. Right. Because Georgia's so one loss, and the championship game is Alabama. Right. Right. Yeah. You're kind of and, back and so, to square one. You're kind of back to square one, mm-hmm. really. Yeah. I mean, Georgia. Okay. Georgia losing. Again, 
it, it just it sucks because let's do one better. Let's do one better. Let's do one better, Neil. Bama wins. Okay. Oregon wins. Michigan wins. All like, I mean, that's that that, that all very well could happen, right? Now you have Ohio State. Let's say Texas, Texas wins. Texas, Georgia, and Washington, and, Wa- and Washington. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's when it get that are the, the, that is four teams with one loss. Yeah, and you go with the conference winner. You have to. You have. You to. have to go. And so you could you you would have Georgia out. Potentially, right? So you hold have on. Georgia out. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You're you're right in that. I agree. But if Florida State wins, and you have those four teams with one loss, are you going to tell me you're going to choose Florida State, the ACC champion in the worst conference, over one of those four schools? Here, if that's your criteria, you betcha. No, you bet. Well, you you're better. so so so. You're saying you take you would take an undefeated Florida State. With a backup quarterback over Texas, the conference champ with one loss. Oh. Well, oh wait, because they're oh because because you've already got Alabama, but, you've got Michigan. Oregon, Michigan, Michigan. And now, yeah. oh man, Jesus. <laughs> Maybe we should just go yeah. to twelve teams. Because I mean, you're, yeah. So you're sitting there saying. <laughs> There's a, I mean, golly, Texas and Georgia all over again. I mean, the last time Texas and Georgia play, I mean, yeah, you you could two potentially deal, see two totally different ooh. teams, but yes, Texas. Well, I'm saying the the matchup is, yeah. I mean, Texas going into the SEC. I uh, know. <laughs> you know, just the build up and the hype. I mean, that that would be a unbelievable matchup. It's going to be and, crazy. This weekend is going to be uh, – I've said this I said this every week and it hadn't happened, and it almost – like chaos almost happened. Yeah. I mean, it, it, we, we were – I mean, we were at we Kalen DeBoer. Kalen DeBoer calling a res- reverse on his own 29 at fourth and one. The nuts on that guy. I mean, you know how easy – Neil, you know. You know how easy that, that thing is just to not be executed correctly? Oh, crazy. On your own yeah. 29 – Tied with how many time, how much time left? Like what two and a half minutes? And he just says, "If that, yeah, yeah, we're gonna run it. Not not a <laughs> not a power, not a lead, not a play action. We're gonna run a reverse, and we're gonna pitch it back. <laughs> Insane. Insane. So I've said every weekend hadn't happened. Is this the weekend chaos happens? I don't know. Well, I- let's look at what happens if chalk happens." Um, Georgia's in, Washington's, Washington's in, in Michigan. Michigan's in, Florida State's. Florida I mean, State's then you have the well, the, do you, that's what we said. Do you want Florida State with a backup quarterback playing Georgia, or do you want Texas? Mm-hmm. And they're they're playing a a Louisville team. Hey, here's what you got. Here's what I got for you. What's I mean, Florida State's? What's Florida State's best win? Yeah. Yeah. LSU. 
on a neutral field week one. Yeah, yeah. at the beginning of the year. Yeah, I mean, it, it's now they haven't lost, but their strength of schedule is their strength of schedule is not going to be anywhere close to what Texas is. I don't see how you can take an. I, I don't see how you can pass an undefeated. I normally, I know, I just, I, no, I, I normally just would agree with you, but do again, do we really want to see Florida State in the back of Florida versus Georgia? But do we really want to see the state of Florida like lighting themselves on fire because <laughs> yes. of this? Yeah. Yes, <laughs> because that's exactly what would happen. You know, that's what happened. <laughs> yeah, it's. I, I I would be. I would understand it. I really would, but at the same time, I'm like, I, let's turn this game off with five minutes in the first quarter because it's going to be a it's massacre. Right. Yeah. I mean, luckily they were playing a terrible Florida team or it almost turned into a massacre against Flo- a terrible Florida team. Sure. Well, and, and, you know, we saw TCU get by a Michigan team last year and then get absolutely embarrassed in the national championship game so again there's history there showing that they're not necessarily going to put the best teams in there well it's a different year though if you think back i'm just saying the history the history is showing that i mean you can't tell me last year you really thought tcu was one of the top four teams in the nation okay let's go back Tell me someone. Yeah, I thought I tell, thought they were pretty tell, good. Tell me who you put in there. Again, I'm I'm taking any SEC because who was it? Who who were the final four? Georgia, uh, Michigan, uh, Ohio, Georgia, Ohio State, State, Ohio Michigan, State, TCU, and Georgia. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I just yeah, don't. the year you can't compare years. Years are no. different. Yeah, I'm, I'm different talking kids. about. I'm talking. I'm not talking about teams. I'm talking about the selection process. I'm saying. Well, the, the well selection the selection process, process the committee is different every year. What do you mean by the people who are on the committee? So they get to cho- they get to choose what selection process they want to use. Well, I, that I don't know. I mean, I haven't dove deep into that, but. Last year, there wasn't four undefeated teams or five undefeated yeah, 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 teams. Yeah. But, but like you said, you said first and foremost is conference champion. Yeah. Right? And so, I mean, just because you win your conference, that doesn't mean you're the best – you're one of the best four teams. Uh, I agree. I agree with that. And so – and that's and, – and I'm making the case for Florida State is not one of the best four teams, but the in my mind, the history shows that – that's who that's their easy out so you're saying i just need root for louisville yes <laughs> yes I, I, and I, I mean I, I'm, I just can't see how they would put an undefeated conference champion over anybody to be honest i mean it's I, I, i'm saying i like i wouldn't i that's the one thing i wouldn't i wouldn't raise hell on like i, I would accept that over oregon because both conference champions both have one loss, right? Drink the schedule, common opponent. So I'm with you. Like, I wouldn't be like, oh, that sucks. Texas shouldn't have lost a game, right? The ACC is freaking garbage. Garbage. Yeah. It's garbage. You know who who, uh, Louisville's best win was 
against Duke. <laughs> garbage. Was it against was it against Kentucky? <laughs> nope. No. Nope. No. Because Mark Stoops no, is a hell of a coach. We should hire yeah. him. We should hire him. Well, yeah. So I, I, uh, it, it's going to be fun to watch. I mean, it's. Uh, I mean, you knew this was going to happen, as Dorton said earlier. It'd be cool. If we would expand to twelve. You, we should. This is what I, this is, and I don't want to go down this rabbit hole, but we will for a little bit. Like, there's really people out there that are against expanding to twelve. Um, how you just you, you, have a, you have an example sitting right in front of you yeah do i think do i think um do i think penn state can be georgia hell no but that's not who they would be up against they would right. be up against texas or um washington or i don't know i mean i'm, I'm Trying to go – oh, Missouri. You're telling me Penn right. State can't beat Missouri for round one? Hell, yes, they can. Mm-hmm. Like, well, that's the thing. And the, on the campus games, that 5 through 12 uh, matchups? Yeah. Like, I, I just I, – I, the people that are out there saying the 12 – I mean, it keeps that's more like, people – insane. It, it's insane. It really is. Like, I can't, I can't fathom. I hear it, and I listen to some of it on College Sports Radio, Sirius XM. I'm like – what? Make, yeah, it's insane. If if you watched college football this weekend and you don't want more competitive, I mean, just playoff atmosphere games, then you're not a fan. I mean, you're wasting. You your know time. what? It, you know what it showed me, Neil. And I think we talked about this two weeks ago. There's three games. There's three games every year that should be on neutral site. Neutral sites. Three. That's it. Three. Texas OU, Florida, Georgia, Army Navy. Just for yeah. tradition's sake and what it's been, keep them. Other thing, everything else needs to be home and home. And I, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind Texas ending. Uh, I wouldn't mind Texas going home and home. It'll never happen. Oh, I know. But can you imagine? Oh yeah, it'd be cool. But don't ever. There's too much tradition there. Sure. But, Oh, I'm with you, but I'm just saying, like, but but, but what happens oh. if one year Texas and Oklahoma match up? And, you yeah. know what I'm saying, like, oh, that that could happen. Yeah. What about A and M and Texas in the playoff? Yes. Yeah. Well, not even time soon, but maybe <laughs> someday. I was I wasn't going to say that. I was throwing that out there for you, there, Jordan. Yeah. Um. All right. Um. I yeah, dude. I could go on. I could go on forever. Um, well, real quick, anything, how about uh, yeah, go yeah, about, go uh, ahead, go ahead. How about how about Heisman predictions? Is it is it just Jaden's to to take? No, I don't think so. Who, who are they? Who who's? who's I think uh, if Bo, I, I think if Bo Nix goes Nix? off against and revenges his loss, I think he's going to take it. That's a pretty good selling point for sure. Yeah. yeah. Who would have thought uh, a few years ago that the Auburn Bo Nix Auburn quarterback would one day be a Heisman? Can- he was terrible at Auburn. He really was. You know, that goes back to the COVID stuff and I think and, – and fit, right? Like he just – his dad played there. 
but he just yeah. wasn't a fit for that system, that offense. Nope. He gets away. He goes into a more of a fit and, and has more time. I mean, the six-year quarterback is is once all these crazy. kids get – Yeah. It really is – gets through COVID. That's not going to happen anymore, but yeah, it goes to the fit and just being an experienced guy. I mean, he's he's been in college three more – he's played – three more years than Quinn Ewers who's played two years at Texas and set a year at Ohio state. That's crazy to me. Yeah. I mean, there's, there are some grown men playing college football. For sure. Yeah. That, that, at that age, I mean, just, just think about the difference in guys playing their sophomore year in college and an NFL player playing his second year. I mean, yeah. th- that's a, that's a huge gap. Bo Nix is older than some NFL quarterbacks by like two years that are playing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, and it's crazy, but man, Jaden Daniels is, a, he, he's, he's good. He's good. He is good. <laughs> he's, he's fast. He's good. His receivers make him better. He makes his receivers better. So it's a give and take, right? Um, but I, I, I never thought I'd see an LSU defense that bad. Yeah, I never thought sure. I'd see it. So if if Oregon loses, do you think Nix is done in the Heisman? Not if he plays really well. but Because then you have the argument he made a conference championship game. He's got two losses to the same team as opposed to Daniels with three. Daniels doesn't get a play this weekend. You know, if Penix has a great game, maybe he can get back in. Um, yeah, you know, it, if you tell if you tell me, this is a good discussion. Here we go, pound for pound. I'll name who I think the best. Uh, not in any order, because I don't have. We don't have time for that, and it can be debated forever. But if you want to tell me, I'm not talking about just stats. I'm talking about what I've seen. Um, and I'm not saying I'm not going to get this right, but I'm going to say what I, these eyes have seen in the, in, in the amount of college football that I get to watch, record, rewatch. I'll tell you who I think the pound for pound are the top players in the country. Screw the Heisman categories. And yes, okay. I'm still going to lean to the quarterbacks, but top players in the country. This is going to have a little Texas flavor and a little A&M flavor and a little national flavor. Pound for pound. Jaden Daniels. And I never thought I'd say this because at Arizona State, he was not – he was terrible. Not, not terrible, but he was not good. He's developed. He's got to be on that list. Bo Nix has to be on that list. Michael Penix has to be on that list. The wide receiver in Washington, Roman Dunze, has to be on that list. He's a freak. You cannot cover that guy. Marvin Harrison has to be on that list. Yep. Tavondre Sweat for UT has to be on that list. Edron Cooper at A&M has to be on that list. Um, Marvin, did I say Marvin Harrison Jr.? Yep. He has to be on that list. Um, I mean, I I don't see how anyone can argue that those aren't some of the best players. I'm sure there's – Sure. I'm sure there's an offensive lineman I'm missing because I just don't watch it as closely and I don't believe in publications because they take on past criteria. But 
You cannot watch Tavondre sweat every game and say he's not one of the top. He dominates double teams, guards, tackles, centers every single game. And honestly, A and M's Jerry and Cooper. Did I say that right, Dorton? Is it, is it yeah. Jerry? I, that's, that's, he is. Yeah, that's, he is a freak. Like he is yeah. everywhere, the entire time. Um, Dallas what, Turner, Bama. I mean, but like, what about Beck? Georgia quarterback. Yeah, I mean, I know you're talking about. He's, yeah, he's he's oh, surrounded. Brock Bowers. I did not say Brock Bowers. Brock Bowers of Georgia. I mean, if you're not drafting that guy top five, I don't know what you're wrong. That dude, he is surrounded, and, and I need to see a little more. He yeah. looks pretty freaking good, but Brock Bowers is definitely on that list because he's a freak. I didn't know they made football players in Napa. He's from Napa, California. <laughs> that dude is a beast, you know. Yeah. And I'm and I and, and and I know I'm missing people, but like those are some. I, mean, of, I wish I wish Gabriel, it was about the Gabriel no, put up some numbers. No, Gabriel put up some numbers no, this year, though. No, no. come on. <laughs> no, he's not good that off, and like he put I'm up not. some numbers. He did. You can't tell me that, he didn't put up numbers. Okay, let me ask you this question, and this will take right. my Homer hat off. All right, Gabriel Bonix, who are you taking? Bonix this season. Gabriel, no, no, that's, that's not, I said question. Gabriel, I'm not Michael taking Bonix from Auburn. It's not happening. I'm yeah, talking about right now. This yeah, conversation Bonix. is present time, Bonix. the year of our Lord, 2023. <laughs> Michael Penix, Michael Penix, Dylan Michael Gabriel, Penix, Penix, Michael Penix, Jaden Daniels. I mean, uh, uh, Gabriel, Jaden Daniels. I mean, Dan, but all these guys had have better numbers than Dan. Dan I know. I, mean, like, I, than, I said top players in Gabriel. the country. He's not. He's not at that. Le- he's just not at that level. He's made. He's had some terrible interceptions this year. Terrible. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I mean, like he, the, I think OU as a whole has been. But I mean, in terms yep. of total yardage, I mean, he's fifth in the country, passing yards. That's not bad. Congratulations. <laughs> I wouldn't put him on, and it's not – if he was at Central Florida, I'd think the same thing. I think he's a system of the offense. I think those other three guys are a tier above. That's my opinion. Doesn't mean I'm right, but I am. I mean, is there, I mean, is there anyone else, like, other than – I mean, and I know um, I know there's people we're missing, especially in the interior of the offensive lines. Sure. The yeah. lines, but – those are those are some dudes, right? Dudes, yeah. like you flip on the TV, and this is what I do. I'm like, whoa! Those yeah, they'll be they'll be more than likely on Sundays. I don't know if next oh, right. will be, but the the other ones I, I can see for sure. Is there anything else you wanted to bring up before we kind of wrap it up with a couple of things we got to take care of? No. You throw back. Yep, that's what I'm about to do. Okay. So we're doing something a little different. We're we're gonna do a we're we're gonna do a we're gonna get back to the Astros throwbacks. Trust me, we're kind of do a little cycle here. And um, this week, I am I, I I am gonna handle it, and it's going to be uh, someone that kind of fits in the college football theme that um, most people might not know the whole history here. So before we get to that, obviously, our throwback player is sponsored by Victoria Equipment Auction. 
the good people there. They have an auction on December 2nd. So reach out to them on their website at victoriaequipmentauction.com. Call Clay at 361-935-2444. They will take anything and everything from your equipment needs. As I'm pulling up the read here, um, Kenny and Kevin Griffin are, are longtime friends of ours. They do a great job. So victoriaequipmentauction.com. Call them as they sponsor our throwback player of the week. And at Victoria Equipment Auction, their number one goal is to get you the best price for your equipment in a hassle-free and professional manner. Whether you are part of a large corporation looking to clear old equipment out of your inventory or an individual interested in selling a single piece, Victoria Equipment Auction is ready to go for you. Just drop it off and they will take care of the rest. December 2nd is their quarterly auction. It's going to be a big one. They're very excited what they got going on. Give them a call. Contact Clay again, um, 361-935-2444, and thank them for sponsoring the Throwback Player of the Week. And this week it's a special one because we are going with the one and only Tom Landry. Yes, the Hall of Fame coach for 29 years of the Dallas Cowboys who won two Super Bowls. However, a lot of people don't know a couple things about Tom Landry is he played defensive back and punter at the University of Texas, was all Southwest Conference two years, and he is a World War II vet. I believe he flew over Europe during World War II. A couple other things I didn't know about, he was born September 11th, 1924. In 1924, Passed away February 12th, 2000. Um, he's regarded as one of the greatest NFL coaches of all time, one of the greatest coaches of all time. He's the first head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Again, I said earlier, 29 seasons. During his coaching career, Neil, you'll get a kick out of this. I knew this, but I haven't heard it in a long time. He created many new formations and methods, such as the now default defense, the 4-3, used yep. by maturity. I forgot about that. Yep. Um, I am the flex defense system made famous by the doomsday defense squads he built in his early tenure with the Cowboys. Um, he had uh, 20 consecutive winning seasons. Let's see. I've had another thing pulled up for old touchdown Tom Landry. Won Super Bowl six and Super Bowl 12, I believe. That's just off memory. Mm. Um, was all pro for the Giants, was a player coach for the Giants. Didn't know that. He was born in Mission, Texas. Yeah, I did know that he was from down south. I I guess I forgot he was Mission. Um, Back then, there were 20 – he was picked in the 20th round of the NFL draft. First team all pro in 1954, Pro Bowl in 1954. I didn't even know they had the Pro Bowl in 1954. Two-time NFL punting yards leader. NFL coach of the year in 1966. Obviously, he's in the Hall of Fame and the Ring of Honor. And as I said earlier, he was Southwest Conference for two years in Texas as a punter. Oh, interceptions. Almost has as many as I had in high school. He had 32. Um <laughs> 
punting average 41 yards. Career record in the regular season is 250, 162, and six. Listen to this. What do you think his postseason record is? Oof. How many years was he with the head coach? He has a winning record in the postseason of 20 and 16. Mm. His unit in World War II was the 8th Air Force 493rd Bombardment Group, 860th Bombardment Squadron. In World War II, he was the air war, part of the air war over Europe. Mm. That's He's freaking awesome stuff. Yeah. Let me tell you what. That's when you're the you're, you're the man. I mean, that dude is the you man. Bet. You that's bet. how he was so stoic. Playing a little football was uh, was nothing. And um, I, I, wasn't he? And I could be so wrong on this, but I I want to say that he and Vince Lombardi were on, on the same coaching staff together at one point in time, even. Maybe. It would have had to have been with the Giants. Giants. So he, and I, I wanted I so want to he say played, he played he for the Giants defensive. and then coach. Yes, he was. He was the coordinator for the Giants. And I think Vince Lombardi was the offensive coordinator. I mean, that just that goes would, back to that wouldn't surprise I wanna, me. I want to say that that was I'd have to double check that, but there was a seems like I read that somewhere at some point in time. That would not surprise me. Pretty cool. Yeah. That's uh, awesome. knowledgeable, just knowledgeable just, just, and innovators. Yeah, just just real real quick because I can't go through them all. Coaching tree, you must hear this. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, that's the big thing these days is coaching tree, right? Because Mike Elko comes from the Chimbo Fisher coaching tree. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I had to put that in there. Um Dick Nolan, Dan Reeves, Mike Ditka, Raymond Berry, yeah. John Makovic. Ron Meyer, Gene Stallings. Mm. We got a little John McAvick in there. Yeah, that's that's the, that's the worst of that group. <laughs> <laughs> there are a few yeah. Super Bowls. There's a few Super Bowls and national championships in that group. And I guarantee his that that coaching tree is three times that size. Those are just the notables. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you you know, he's got a statue outside of. Cowboy Stadium for a reason. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So oh, it was good. cool. It, it was cool to do something a little different. And then, you know, a lot of people don't know, you know, that he played at UT in the year that my, our, I know my dad, I don't know when, uh, I know my dad was born in 48. He was play. he was all Southwest Conference at Texas in 47 and 48. Hmm. A long wow. time ago, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, yeah. I remember watching things. You talking about Thanksgiving days and games? I mean, I I remember going and and to Cowboy Stadium and watching Cowboys. And the one I remember specifically was the Seattle Seahawks. We our family would go. I'd probably say three or four times we went. But I remember the one against the the Seahawks and seeing Steve Largent and uh, yeah. Steve Largent going out there and being the little guy uh, prolonged my hopes and dreams of going so a below average five foot ten slow guy can make it in the nfl i got a chance five 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 nine five nine (laughs) five ten and a half with shoes 
Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, Mission Texas. I mean, it's got to be the that's got to be the greatest. <laughs> Most famous person born out of Mission, Texas. <laughs> yes, indeed. All right. Well, yeah, that's pretty anything, sweet. That's pretty sweet. That's cool. So that's our that's our throwback player, throwback member, and uh, guys, uh, we took a week off for the holidays. Glad to be back. Is there anything else we wanted to round up real quick before we cut episode thirty as is? Rock and roll. No, let's do this. All right. Um. Like and share, rate and review. We'll be on all the socials. We'll have a little thing out for the fan favorite from Two Gringos Chupacabra uh, that we'll do. And they've been awesome. Once we give the name and the address, they mail that out. Um, go use Dome 15. And glad we're back for episode 30. I cannot believe we've – I know we've done a little few more than 30, but officially episode 30. Yeah. Pretty crazy. That's so, awesome. you know, it's going to be a fun week with championship week uh, coming up. So Indeed. Guys, with that being said, always and forever, go Strokes. Go Strokes. Go Strokes. Glad I survived the Stoops era. <laughs> <laughs>